the Fed raises rates by 75 basis points. Another new low occurs in the S&P, Dow, NASDAQ, and Russell 2000. Crude oil backs off from its recent highs, getting below $107 a barrel. Gold's still stuck in a trading range, trading around $1,840. Ten-year yields were trading around 3.5% prior to the FOMC announcement. And after the Fed raised rates by 75 basis points, the 10-year yield closes the week right around 3.25%. What's next for all these markets? Well, I sat down with Managing Director and Chief Economist at CME Group, Blue Putnam. Blue shares with us his thoughts on the latest Fed announcement and why he believes the markets reacted the way they did. Blue also lays out some key data points that traders should be watching that may impact Fed policy. Today's podcast is sponsored by CME Group. Whatever the obstacles, CME Group provides the tools that global market participants need to manage risk and capture opportunities. With 24-hour access to futures, options, cash, and OTC products across all major asset classes, you can drive your strategy forward with confidence and precision. CME Group, where risk meets opportunity. What are your initial thoughts on this latest FOMC meeting? Well, it's a fascinating, like you say, a fascinating period. To me, they were actually two critical days. Um, it was Friday, June 10th that we got the CPI report. And, you know, I wasn't too surprised with the number, but a lot of other people were. And it wasn't the headline number that got everybody upset. It was the month over month number. So from April to May, we went up 1% in consumer, you know, price inflation. And that what that did to the market is it changed the narrative. The narrative said, wow, inflation really is in control. And, 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 and then what the market responded with is federal funds futures uh, started pricing in 75 basis point increase for the Fed's meeting uh, on June 15th, and then another 75 for the Fed's meeting at the end of July. So then we get to uh, the Fed's meeting. The other day is that was critical. And you got to say, what's the Fed going to do? They told us 50. The market seems to be saying 75. You know, what's happening? Well, they went with 75. And, you know, so, you know, what, what that tells me is that the Fed's really trying uh, very hard to get the narrative back that the Fed understands what's going on. Uh, but if you believe that narrative, then you also know that they're going to go higher faster. And uh, that brings on expectations that the economy might slow down a little more than you thought. And so we had a almost no market reaction in the hours after the decision because they just did what the market thought they were going to do. But then the next day, we got a big market reaction when people like did their homework and said, oh, this is a more hawkish Fed. I better like rethink this. So that's my quick interpretation. You mentioned how the CPI played a big role in going with 75 basis points. I'm curious what you thought about the University of Michigan number as well. You know, I don't think the sentiment data is as important. I mean, I look at the Michigan and I look at the conference board sentiment and, uh, you know, there are various sentiment indicators out there. Sentiment indicators are surveys. And, uh, you know, 
I just, uh, I'm an economist and I like to see, well, I want to know what's happening with the real data. I want to know what the markets are doing. I don't want to know what you're telling me. So I think the sentiment data added to that narrative, but I, I don't, I think it was the inflation data that really changed the way people were thinking about how, whether the Fed was behind the curve or not behind the curve and, you know, and, and that kind of analysis. Do you think that the Fed is behind the curve? Well, a very good friend of mine who's a really a superb economist uh, has an analogy that suppose that you're in a convoy of cars. And this convoy is actually in a, the inflation rate. And, and the convoy is picking up speed, but you're not. So you're falling a little bit further behind. So now you have a choice. And this is the framework you have to think about what the Fed had to decide. Because you can pick up speed and even accelerate and get catch up. And then once you catch up with it, you actually can lower rates. Or you can like pick up speed a little slower, but then it might take a long time to catch up. So I, I think that, the, you know, the Fed uh, made their decision uh, that they, they had to pick up their speed, that, that they couldn't fall further behind that narrative that inflation was taking over. Because the Fed really doesn't want inflation expectations to get ingrained. And they're not yet. If you look at the markets, they're not ingrained. They're worried about them, but it's, they're not ingrained. So, you know, the Fed, I think, made that decision that they better, they better catch up with the narrative and, and, and try to take control of the narrative, which is what Jay Powell is trying to do. Do you believe that he did gain control of the narrative by going 75 basis points? I think it's still up in the air. And you can see that in the volatility of the market. Um, you know, you know, there was a great book written in the 1920s by Frank Knight about risk and uncertainty. And, you know, risk is when you can kind of put a probability on things and you really like understand a little bit about the risk you're taking. Uncertainty is when you really don't have a clue. Well, we're in... <laughs> a lot of uncharted waters with what's going on. I mean, the Fed can't control the Ukraine war. It can't control oil prices. It can't control that we haven't built refineries. So we're short of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. The Fed can't control the pandemic and that we bought more goods and now we're going to back, go back and buy more services. So, you know, the, the Fed's handicapped here, but it does have a tool. It has interest rates. And it can affect demand. And I think they realize they have to use that tool. Put your Fed chair hat on and looking for this July, I believe it's the 27th meeting. It's the last one really for, I think it's almost two months. I think the next one's in the end, end of September. What do you think the Fed does in this next meeting? Well, I don't know what the Fed's going to do, but I do know that the federal funds futures market is telling us it's another 75 basis points. And, <clears throat> you know, the, the Fed, Jay Powell at the press conference said, well, you know, we, we're, we're going to consider that 75. In fact, he kind of, if you were putting probabilities on it, he like made it sound like we'll probably do it unless we get some other information. Um, <clears throat> so the guidance and the markets, I think, are interpreting uh, 75. Now it's interesting to see the uh, the mar the equity market and the bond market because Fed funds futures says you know we're going to get another large tightening move. Um, the 10 year has actually declined in yield, higher prices slightly, and and that's because what you were talking about is that, you know the equity markets are worried about a recession. 
the 10 year is worried about a recession and that would, you know, that would help contain inflation. So, uh, 